0: Welcome to Ask BBB. Ask BBB brings you information from and about BBB-accredited businesses so that you're better informed about goods and services you may be purchasing. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Jennifer Matthews.
0: Jennifer is the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. Well, this morning, we'll be talking about developing a scam detector, a fun destination right here in London, and the changing real estate
1: climate. We'll start with the changing real estate market as we welcome Peter Meyer, Broker of Record with Royal LePage Triland Realty. Good morning, Peter, and thanks for joining us again.
2: Good morning, Jennifer and Jim. Thanks for having me.
1: So you chatted with us in the spring and the real estate market had started to change then. How would you describe the market now in July of 2022?
2: Uh, we are now in what we call a balanced market. We have two different indicators that uh, we kind of track to uh, suggest what type of market that we're in. Uh, One of them is a list to sell ratio. And then the other one is the uh, number of months of inventory that we have um, listed for sale on the MLS system. And both of them are indicating that we're in a balanced market, which is a much healthier market uh, and a much calmer market uh, for us to be in. The unfortunate part is, is the transition. And it was a quick transition from a very hectic, uh, crazy market uh, coming down into a balanced market. So even though it's a healthy market and better for most people, there may be some people who got caught in the transition and, and may uh, have some struggles in either you know closing on their properties uh, because their mortgage company may re Assess their property and what the value is at time of closing compared to the time when they purchased the property and it may be worth less at time of closing and their mortgage amount that the mortgage company is going to forward to them may be less than what they had anticipated but we're almost through most of that so it's going to be a a calmer um, much more balanced market which is healthier for everybody
1: you have a few years of experience in the industry, Peter. Have you ever seen the market conditions like what we saw during the pandemic?
2: I think that's a nice way of you saying I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so no, what we saw with the pandemic I mean, is is unprecedented in, in the real estate market, as it was in so many other industries and businesses as well. It's not anything that we've ever seen before and, and hopefully uh, not something that we'll see again uh, anytime in my lifetime
1: from the seller's perspective does what's occurring currently in the market climate mean a drop in housing prices
2: yeah so it's that's a interesting uh, comment because that's that's where you know most of the media attention right now is looking at that you know big drop in prices and you know, people have to keep that all in mind. That's that's looking at the absolute peak of where the market was, and and then it kind of coming down uh, on the other side of that peak. But what I like to look at is year over year uh, pricing as well. So, and if we just used average price as the indicator, which is what most media reports are on, uh, if you bought a house last June and you were looking at selling it this June you would still see about a 10% increase in your equity in the value of the home that you bought from last June, which is about $65,000 on average as to what that house had gone up. Now, it might've actually gone up to $120,000 had you sold it in in January or February, but now it's dropped down to only being 65,000. That's still not a bad increase in value on your home. If you compare the value compared to 2020, June of 2020, the average increase would be over $200,000 in the last two years. So that's that's not bad. I mean, real estate, uh, you know, is, is a great investment and, and has a history of always uh, increasing. And what we saw as far as the increase in the last, you know, a couple of months leading into the slowdown. Uh, was just the very, very tip of the uh, of the increase. And and now things are settling down a little bit.
1: When we look at the current climate change from the perspective of the home buyer, what has uh, changed for them? What's the greatest impact there?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, for the home buyer, um, the greatest impact is that they have more inventory to be able to look at and to choose from and they could take a little bit more time. So hopefully they're working with a good local realtor who knows the marketplace, um, who can take the time and properly educate them with what's happening right now in the marketplace. Uh, They should be getting pre-approved for their mortgage before they even start looking, because of course with the interest rates increasing, uh, they have to make sure that um, they're qualifying for the price range that they, they wanna be looking in and uh they will have better opportunity in most situations to include conditions within their offer that will be conditional on financing uh perhaps and conditional on a home inspection and uh, so there's there's a whole slew of realist, new real estate sales people in the marketplace that have been in the business for three years who have never dealt with offers with conditions in them because that's not what we've seen and now we're trying to train sales on um you know, what the conditions are and how to be using them properly. So
0: Peter, we got used to homes selling almost before they were listed. What's the realistic time now for a real estate transaction? Just remind us of what it was like before that frenzy.
2: Yeah. So I, I think for both um, homeowners and uh, and real estate salespeople too, this is, this is the part that, you know, takes a little bit of time for them to adjust their expectations. And uh, I'm suggesting that people should be looking at a a typical 30 to 60 days uh, in order to, um, you know, market the home and get an offer on the property. And and that's depending on each individual property has its own case as well.
1: When we are um, choosing an agent to work with, what are some of the things that we should look at?
2: Yeah, so great question. Um, number one, you really should have a good local realtor to be working with who knows the marketplaces. There's a lot of little nuances within you know, the city of London and why does a house on this side of the street sell for a little bit more than a home on the other side of the street? Uh, just even some of the uh, planning that's happening within the city that local realtors would be aware of that perhaps others uh, wouldn't necessarily be on top of as much. You really want to be working with a salesperson that will take the time to sit down with you and counsel you Um, find out what your needs and motivations are whether you're a buyer or a seller and have conversations around that and that they can sit down and, and, and go through statistical information and graphs on what's happening within the marketplace and not just show the data to you but be able to explain the data in a way that you're able to understand what's going on so that you can make a wise, educated decision before you proceed.
1: Peter, I wanna thank you for joining us again this morning and giving us a bit of an update on what seems to be a a market changing quite rapidly once again.
0: Thank you very much for having me. Always great to talk to, you, Peter. Peter Meyer is the Broker of Record with Royal LePage Trial & Realty, a BBB accredited business with an A-plus rating.
1: London is a destination for fun. When we return, we'll talk about the concept and the creation of the factory.
0: Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with the host of Ask BBB, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB, Serving Western Ontario.
1: There's so much at the factory and we can often wonder where do we start? So let's start with the beginning and the concept and philosophy that drove the creation of this entertainment center. And for that, we welcome Luca Monti, Manager of Co- Community and Corporate Partnerships at The Factory. Thanks for joining us, Luca.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: So when we look at the overall concept of The Factory, how much is in place right now?
3: Uh, with It's a million square feet. So there's so much coming down the pipeline. I, I looked at it Thought about that this morning about the things that are still coming in those spaces. I want to say we're probably about 55% complete here.
1: <laughs> so, if we're thinking about uh, planning a visit to the factory, where do we start? What should we consider? What do we need to know?
3: Well, uh, for anyone that's never been to the factory before, you know, we are now known as canada's largest indoor entertainment complex so not to be intimidating to anyone that is not of any physical feat Uh, it doesn't have to be about that but we do have the largest indoor ropes course in north america Uh, our hero room holds the trampoline park the ninja warrior courses the dodgeball the basketball the zip lining Uh, but for those that are not uh, onto that kind of stuff, uh, we have also have mystery escape rooms, we've got virtual reality, we've got arcades, and a huge canteen and a little climbers area. So I want to say there's something for parents to come and watch their children play, a great date night spot. Uh, I've definitely seen uh, older people come in and, and play with the in the VR area, and just to see adults in the arcade area is really nice too.
1: Luca, you mentioned the Hero Room. Can you just explain a little bit more about what that is?
3: The Hero Room, upon walking into the factory doors, you'll see it immediately to the right, and you'll just be blown away by the size and scope of it. That's where we have the, the indoor ropes course. So it's 75 feet tall is the actual ropes course. But the in that room, when it was Kellogg's, uh, they had four huge silos, and, and that's where the Raisin brand was done in the coating for the Frosted Flakes, the Fruit Loops, and then even creating that coating that would go on the Fruit Loops and the Frosted Flakes.
0: One of the rooms that really intrigues me is the virtual reality. Um, And that's a a fairly recent technology. Can you just give us an idea of what we'd experience or what is possible in that room?
3: Yes, uh, it was also the first time for me to experience it when I started working here. You essentially put on these virtual reality goggles, and then you have two controllers in your hands, and those controllers turn into whatever you're, you're in that world, they'll become whatever uh, goes along with that game. So say you're in a boxing ring, and you look around, and you have your opponent right in front of you, those become your boxing gloves. They can hold 22 people, you each are all in like a 10 by 10 stall, it's open, concept, uh, so think of it almost like uh, yeah they're just stalls and so it's attached from the top wire of uh, from your head uh, to the goggles and you can walk freely around in your space but to see like um, fighting games and uh, driving games shooting games swimming you can even, even use those as your arms to like swim they have over 85 different games so they keep it very fresh and it, it would never be stale it'd always be a different experience every time you do it and i'm happy to see you when a lot large companies want to rent it out for their team and all 22 of them are in there at the same time uh all on different games but i know that they do have some games that are cooperative where i think five people can be in the same world at the same time
0: and how long would you spend in that virtual reality
3: Uh, uh, i want to say unlimited (laughs) because there's not enough time it it just seems like you just want to get back at it again. But uh they do offer by a half hour, uh $15 for a half hour or 25 for an hour. It's definitely a fun thing to do with friends. And then they have TVs outside of each of the person's stalls. So if you were just to come and watch somebody and you get to see what they see on the screen. And then it's funny to just watch somebody hit the air when you think that, you know, it it's almost looks like they're dancing.
1: <laughs> Luca, you've mentioned fun and when we look at the factory's website, having fun is part of the belief system there can you expand a little bit on why you believe that the concept of having fun and and as you mentioned as adults is so important especially now as so many issues are coming up in the world and and things seem a little bit negative
3: for sure I I guess before I started working here I never worked at uh, a place where they brought us out to facilities to experience We, we may have got together at like restaurant or something like that before but i'm really pleased to see to come on board here uh, especially on the corporate side of things that a lot of companies are investing in their employees and a lot of that investment comes from you know team building team building is a huge draw for us and and for a lot of companies that that want to retain the the employee attitude there i feel like when you invest in your employees and they see you making the effort to have fun and do all this stuff, it makes them work harder for you. Uh, and and for everybody that that comes here, they're just blown away that this is this is the best. Either they may do something annually, but like for them to come here like, oh my God, this is the best time we've ever had at this place. And the, the fun side, we just can't forget to ever have fun because there's so much seriousness going on in the world. And not to say you have to take everything lightheartedly, but that—that's just something I've never forgotten to do: is to have fun and and really retain that inner, that inner child. Because when you forget that, you you just turn into a different person.
1: <laughs> Luca, the factory has recently become one of our valued accredited businesses. Can you uh, share with us why supporting BBB is so important to the factory?
3: Uh, yeah, I I'm so happy that we did recently become accredited and are part of the Better Business Bureau. Uh, businesses, I, I think we join uh, a large community of businesses that that show integrity and the the care that they put into not only their employees that work for them, but that they believe that the product that they're selling or their business that they're putting out there is one that everybody can uh, be uh, attracted to and know that when they do choose to do business with us, to come to our spaces, that they are being looked after and are well cared for, and that the product that we're putting out there is is top-knot. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to add that seal to our website and to our name, um, that people feel confident that they can um, have an amazing time here, and uh, went about it in, the right way so to speak
1: great well thank you so much for joining us on the show this morning and um giving us some ideas of where we can maybe spend some of our fun time this summer
3: welcome yes i hope to see a lot of people here this summer
0: Monte is the manager of community and corporate communications at the factory visit bbb.org and the website and search the directory for the factory to link to their website and social media pages
1: BBB helps you develop scammer senses. We'll discuss that in a moment.
0: And we're back with more on Ask BBB with Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, when the Spider Man movies came out, it wasn't long before people talked about their spidey senses going off when they saw that something wasn't just quite right. Jennifer what are some of the ways that BBB helps us develop that scammer sense?
1: So what BBB has talked about for a while is uh, one of the things to be concerned about is if a deal appears to be too good to be true, it likely is. So what we know is that when a product has become in short supply, when there's a supply chain issue, when it's in high demand but low supply, This opens up an opportunity for scammers because people become desperate for a product. So they'll often then be targeted on social media, uh, in maybe uh, emails uh, with a deal that we have the product act now or the price is really low or the availability is immediate of something that perhaps you've been researching and you cannot get. So people are ready to jump on that product, buy rapidly so that they don't miss out And what happens in many of those cases is that the product is fake. The product never arrives. You've transferred cash and you get nothing in return. And so those are the ways that scammers target people looking for product that is in short supply. And we know this from things like, uh, sadly, in the U.S. um, and some a little bit in Canada, um, the baby formula issues. So, you know, parents, rightfully so, are concerned about obtaining the proper baby formula for their child. Um, They are desperate to find that product and will fall victim sometimes to scams that offer, you know, sub-quality product, something that's substituted in, something that never arrives at all, and they're being preyed upon because of that desperation by these scammers.
0: Another scam that seems to be uh, in our area and resurfaces is the grandparent scam, and it's still out there.
1: So the grandparent scam has been quite active in this area recently, um, but it's certainly not something new. It's been around for a while. And again, it it takes advantage of the emotions of of people who are desperate to help family members, uh, grandchildren, and transfer money without much background information, without many details, without, you know, a callback number. Uh, a a specific place where the money is being sent, not just a random person that's unknown. So um, sadly, scammers do prey upon emotions. And um, everybody should just be aware of that when things come to a panic state, when it's about helping somebody or finding a product to just pause, perhaps take a step back, check the validity of phone numbers, websites, email addresses, make sure that nothing is sort of a lookalike site, website that is popular, and then it's got an extra digit attached to it. So just do a little bit of research, and it will help you in the long run.
0: Where does the scam tracker fit into helping people with all this, Jennifer?
1: So our resource of bbb.org, our website, uh, has a a section on it um, for scam tracker, where people who have perhaps been exposed to a scam, whether they have sadly lost money or not avoided it can report a scam. And what it does is it maps it gives the date, it sometimes lists the potential financial losses that people have experienced. And other consumers can go on and see what is active in the area. In the event, you're worried about this, this seems like a scam, the details are in there, people are kind enough to report it to help others out. The other thing, though, that we want to bring attention to is, even if you don't see a dollar amount lost. It's not a financial loss. You think about what else scammers take from us. They take peace of mind, they take comfort, they take time away from us. So there are other losses that occur due to a scam that aren't just only financial.
0: So take comfort with bbb.org. Jennifer, that's our time for Ask BBB This Morning.
1: If you have any comments on what you've heard on today's program, we'd love to hear from you. And if there's a subject you'd like us to include, let us know. You can contact us at hashtag AskBBB and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jennifer Matthews.
0: And I'm Jim Swan. Remember, always look for the BBB seal.
1: It's the sign of a better business.